lesson tonight, amen. Beloved, let us love one another. Love is of God and everyone that is born of God. (laughs) Everyone that loves is born of God and know God. Do you know God? Amen. Good. Don't ever forget. That's what Moses told the children of Israel, right? He says, Hear, O Israel, Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So he's saying, don't ever forget what God has done for you. He says, when you come into the land, amen, that the Lord swore to your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you goodly cities which you build not, houses build, filled with good things that you did not feel not, wells dug that you did not dig not, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. He says, when you eat and get full, he says, you be careful you don't forget God. Amen. Don't ever forget the Lord. Amen. No matter what you go through, don't ever forget God. Amen. He's a good God. Amen. His mercy. That's why I like Psalms 136. Amen. 26 times it says, because his mercy endureth forever. Amen. He loves us. He's a caring God. Amen. So last week we was talking about having love for one another. week before we was talking about having you, why we must love God. And then last week we talked about why it's important that we love one another. And so tonight... We want to talk about the third point, amen, uh, loving ourselves, amen. We love everybody else. We love God. What about yourself? <laughs> Do you love you? Amen. That's the, that's the key point, uh, amen, to this whole thing is, is when it boils down to it is how much you love yourself. Paul writing to the church in Ephesus in chapter 5, verse 29, uh, amen. Uh, in, 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 in Ephesians 5, Paul begins by starting out telling us how we should walk. You know, he says, uh, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as he has loved us, and giving himself an order of sweet smell unto the Lord. So he's telling us to, to pattern our life after the Lord. And we know that the Lord told Moses that, he says, You see that you make all things according to the pattern showed you in the mount. Amen. And so God has given us examples, exceeding precious promises and all this stuff that we need to follow after him. And Paul, in the fifth chapter, coming to the end of the fifth chapter of Ephesians, he begins to relate the church to a marriage. And, and we know marriages are, are, are designed, built on love, you know. And, and this is the thing is we've got to have love one for another if a marriage is going to last. And so he, he uses this same analogy uh, for the church here as well, our relationship between us and Christ. And he says, For no man ever hated his own flesh, but he nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord the church. See, God feeds us. He takes care of us. He gives us the things that we have need of in our lives so that we grow. And so Paul uses this same analogy uh, to to bring out the point about loving uh, others, loving ourselves, loving God, Amen. And this is this is important. So learning how to love you should it shouldn't be hard. You know, it shouldn't be hard to love you. You know, uh, but sad to say, some folks do not love themselves, and that's sad because in God's eyes, you're good, you're great. You know, and so, and this is because a lot of times the reason we don't love ourselves or people don't love themselves is they compare themselves to others. You know, 
you have to get to a point in your walk with God that you have to learn, what is God doing in my life? What is God trying to do through me? What is, is Rufus Parker's life going to be written when it's all over? What is God going to say about me? Uh, and, and I think if I build my love relationship with God and love relationship with you or others, then I'm going to have that love for myself because I will begin to see that God is trying to do something inside of me. He's trying to make me what he wants me to become. Yes, I may have had flaws in my life. I may have mars uh, for the world of things, but God reaches down, and that's why you find the scripture says, he brought me out of the miry clay, and he set my feet on a rock to stay, and he established my goings. Amen. When God saves us out of the world, he has a purpose for saving us. And this is why we have to build that relationship with him so that he can begin to impart into us what he wants to do and develop us the way that he wants to develop us so that we be that reflection of him in the earth. Amen. And so we, we need to make sure that we don't compare ourselves. Amen. So the first step in loving yourself is to take a step away from yourself. Proverbs 14, 14 says that backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man is satisfied from the pastor. Right. Huh? He's satisfied from the pastor, right? He's a good man. Who is he satisfied from? Himself. Say, you have to take a step away from you and take a look and say, okay, God, what are you doing? What do you want to do in my life? I give myself away, the song says, so you can use me. Here I am, right? I know I've seen every one of you standing here with your hands lifted. Take my hands, take my heart, use me, you know, whatever, right? You said I'm giving myself away so you can use me, right? And so what you're doing is you're taking a step away from you so that God can use you. He can do what he wants. See, and this is the first step to loving you because you're saying, hey, I want God to have all of me. I give myself away. Amen. First, Second Corinthians 10, 12. Second Corinthians 10, 12 in your Bibles, if you have that. And Sister Parker's got it on the screen, but it's always good to have your Bibles to be able to highlight it in your Bible because you'll come across this passage again. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves among themselves are not wise. See? Don't ever compare yourself to anybody else. Yeah? You don't know what people... Is going through, you don't know what God is doing in their lives. You don't know where they got on the train at. See? Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Let God do what He's doing in your life with you. This is what you want. Amen. This is what God wants. Amen. God knows who you are. Don't think He doesn't. Okay? 
He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. So he knows what you're going through. He knows what his plan is. That's why Jeremiah 29, 11, 12, he says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you to give you what? An expected end. God knows what your end is already going to be. You just have to allow him the opportunity to complete what he's starting you. This is what Paul's saying. I am persuaded. Philippians 1.6, he says, I am persuaded the thing which God has started in you, he will complete until the day Jesus Christ come again. God, so don't compare yourself among other people. Amen. Romans 8.1 tells us, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So notice we got to walk after the spirit, the spiritual man, not the fleshly man. Remember, we killed that old guy. We buried him. We pinned him to the ground. He's done. He's in the waters of baptism. We are walking in newness of life. Amen. Because we want to pattern our life after Christ. Amen. Let me give you quickly tonight four four ways, uh, and then I'm going to come back and pick up here a minute. Amen. On how to love yourself. Number one. Number one. Overcome negative beliefs about yourself. Overcome negative beliefs about yourself. Amen. A lot of people have trouble letting go of negative beliefs and negative thoughts about themselves. Amen. Amen. And their negative thoughts often comes from outside people whose opinion we value from whom we seek, you know, love. If I want you to love me, then I'm, I'm going to listen to what you say. Does that make sense? You know, so we got to overcome the negative beliefs that people think about us or say about us. Amen. You know. We, we have to, uh, you know, yes, we want people to love us, but we can't let that proceed and take the presence of God's love for us and our love for God. Amen. So, so overcome negative beliefs about yourself, you know, what people say about you, you know, don't, don't let it, don't let it harbor into you. You know, some people is carrying, you know, 90 years old, and they're still carrying evil stuff that people said about them. You know, you got to overcome that. You know, you know, it, you know, people go to psychologists in, at 70 years old, and what somebody said to them at 10. You know, you you got to overcome these things. You know, we we heard Sunday in the message we're overcomers, right? Jesus told us to be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. We got to overcome this stuff. Okay, so so we got to be overcomers. Overcome negative beliefs about yourself. You're good. All things when He created you was good. <laughs> so don't listen to the devil tell you you're bad. You're no good. Amen. Number two, avoid perfectionism. You know. I believe you should do your best. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly 
that you you should do your best at everything you do. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all unto the glory of the Lord, right? But if you become so perfectionist that you don't think you're going to make any mistakes, you're going to beat yourself up. So you're about, God has a way of just, as Brother Miller says on Sunday morning, making your pride like you a bag of chips all there and no substance. You know, and that's what happens. If, if you don't realize you're going to make some mistakes in life, you know, that's pride, take control of your life. Say, don't think I'm not saying you shouldn't do your best. That's not what I'm saying. I think you should. But if you think you're never going to fail a test, you think you're always going to be number one, you think you're never going to have any problems, you know, you're going to fail. Okay? And this is why a lot of times when people are so perfectionist, when they fail... They can't handle it. They want to go out and commit suicide. They want to do foolish things. But see, if your relationship is intact with God, and you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, you will love you and realize, yes, I will make some mistakes on this journey before I get to heaven. Yes, I'm not going to always be number one. You know, as as as. Cam Newton and ask Donald Trump sometimes, <laughs> you know, you know, don't don't they have a way of getting your pride bubble burst, you know, uh, in, in this world, you know. But see, when I love God, you know, Peter even bragged. You remember what Peter said about the Lord? I never leave you. No, everybody else forsake you. I'm never going to leave you. I'll die for you. You know, and then all of a sudden. A few days later, you know, he's got his test approved, didn't he? He failed the test. He ran out and wept bitterly, you know. Let you know, sometimes you're going to fall. Sometimes you're not, you're not going to always be number uno. You know, God has a way of letting somebody else win sometimes. <laughs> That's Israel. <laughs> you know, they got the big head. You know, come to Jericho, they walks around the wall, you know, yeah, fall down, go down the road a few places, and 26 guys get waxed, you know, and then they tuck their tails and run, you know. God has a way to let you know, you know, I'll bring you right back down and humble you real quick. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. So, you know, you know, again, be your best, but always remember, keep God first and <laughs> all that you do. Amen. And that, and that will help you continue to love yourself. Amen. Number three, discard your negative filter. Discard your negative filter. If you find yourself complaining all the time, you don't love you. Uh, discard that negative filter. Yeah. F-I-L-T-E-R. I'm so stupid. I'm a such a failure. I, yeah, you big dummy. 
I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too poor. I can't go. I that cost too much. Uh, and on and on and on and on. You, everything that you open your mouth is negative and evil is spewing out of your mouth. You, 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 it's too cold. It's too hot. And the seats are too hard. And everything you do is, is negative, 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 negative. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18.21 that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, the Bible tells us don't give any room to the devil. So, you're going to let yourself work for him? Speak to yourself in what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. You are not the old guy anymore. He was the complainer. He was the murmurer. You got rid of him. Now you edify. You build yourself up. You know, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You know, don't talk negative. Don't beat yourself up. You know, Keep pounding yourself down. You know, husbands, love your wife. Build one another up. Encourage one another. Strengthen one another. Build the body up. Look what Paul writes into the church in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Let's start with verse 20. Let's start with verse 20. I'm going to read the verse 32. But you have not so learned Christ. Oh. You ever hear Jesus complaining? Huh? Complain about Israel, stiff-necked people. <laughs> you know, well, he could be saying that about us. <laughs> he could be complaining about us if we keep saying negative things about ourselves. He says, what? When are they going to listen? You know? But you have not so learned Christ. If so be you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Okay? The truth shall make you jump off the wall. Huh? What's it going to do? Make you free. So why am I going to bound myself if I got the truth? Why am I going to talk negative to myself if I got the truth? I'm going to edify myself. I'm going to build myself up. When people call me and ask me how am I doing, you know what the first thing I tell them? I don't. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I can be having the worst day in my life. But I'm still blessed and highly favored of the Lord. That's what Mary said. She says, I should be blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I got the same spirit in me that she had birthed. <laughs> Amen. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. No matter what I have, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I don't, I'm blessed and highly favored. God did not have to give, do this for me. He knew where I was. So I'm blessed now beyond measure. You know, I'm overflowing. I got all of the goods coming. You know, the floodgates is open. So I'm blessed and highly favored. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm going through, I don't have time for negative complaining and murmuring and bickering. I'm just blessed and highly favored. Amen. Because we have the truth, right? Because it's in Jesus. That you put off the concern in the form of conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit, hello, 
Right chairs. Right chairs. In the spirit of your mind. Think differently. Reprogram. Reboot. <laughs> Restart your computer. <laughs> That's right. Start a, Start over. You know, don't keep letting the same old negativisms keep burping up over and over. You shouldn't even have it in you anyhow. You buried it. You got rid of it. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Don't murmur. Don't complain. The psalmist says in Psalm 77.3, I complain. I got overwhelmed in my spirit. Okay? So put off the old man. And, and therefore he put on the new man, which hath the God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Doing right and separation. We're set apart now for the master's use. Okay? Wherefore, put away lying. Stop lying. Because when you lie, you only hurt you. <laughs> I, I was taught you tell one lie, you got to find another lie to cover up for that lie. And then you lie, 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 pants on fire, nose as long as a telephone wire, right? <laughs> and that's what they say. <laughs> Amen. So stop lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Don't give the devil no room. You let him drive, he's going to want to drive. You let him bring his bags in, he's going to take your living room. Amen. Keep him out. Give no place to the devil. So if you're complaining and murmuring and bickering, guess what? You're giving place to the devil. That's what he wants. If you're lying, you're giving place to the devil. Because he's the liar and the father of lies, Jesus says. He, it was created by him. So get him out. Amen. Let him that stole. <laughs> no more stealing, right? But rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which are good, that he may have to give to them that need it. Let no corrupt communications proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake have forgiven you. Look how many times in that just those few verses he talked about. No more speaking evil. See? All the time is in just that few. He constantly says, no more, you know, no speak evil. No evil communication. You know, get it out of you because it destroys you. See? Because what you're saying when you speak evil, you're, you're, you're not loving you. See? If, if you if you always talk about, I'm stupid, I'm no good, I'm this, I'm that, you know, all that evil, then as a result, that's what you're going to become. That's why the Bible says a man thinking in his heart, so is he. See? And you don't love you. But you've got to realize here what God has he's chose you to show you how special you are. 
You are a vessel for the Master's use. See? He's, he's making you to be a vessel of honor fit for His use. So get rid of all the negativism in your life. Amen. Don't let it keep controlling you. Don't even speak it. Amen. Just purpose in your heart that I'm going to see some good in something that's going on. You know, if it's cold, then I'm saying, but God's got a purpose. Amen. If it's snowing, I'm saying, boy, the farmers are rejoicing because the ground's going to have some some moisture for them to plant the seeds. Amen. Killing all, every time it snows, I say, thank God I'm not going to have to deal with mosquitoes and bugs. <laughs> They're going to freeze them to death. That's what I pray. God freeze them to death <laughs> so I don't have to deal with them. Amen. You got to look at the positive. Look for the positive and stuff. God, what are you doing in this? You know, let me see clearly. Kind of like Elijah when the Gehazi came back in and said, Well, Master, what are we going to do? The hills are full of the enemy. He says, They're more with us than be with them. You know, he says, God opened his eyes. Let's, let's give him a peek. Let him see. And the hills was full of the angels of the chariots and of the Lord. Amen. They're more with us. Amen. So discard all negative filters out of your life. Don't let that stuff come in. Put up a guard. As the psalmist said, Lord, set a watch at my eyes. Set a watch at my ears. Set a watch at my mind. Amen. Don't let the negative stuff come in. Amen. You know, in our, in our world, everything is around you is negative. That's why you got to overcome the world. You know, we already know that in the last days, the world is going to be the way it is right now and getting worse Paul already told us, even seducers is going to worse, wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we've got to overcome this thing. He's greater in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, you know, think about the good things of God and what God is, is doing in our lives. Because if you speak negative, you're going to miss the mark. You know? Why couldn't the children of Israel get into the promised land? Un- murmuring and complaining. Unbelief. That's what happened. In the, in the book of Hebrews chapter 3, the writer says, you know, you take caution. that You don't do like they did and miss it. You know, we have to be smart. We've got to be wise as serpents and harmless as dogs. Amen. We've got to stay on track. Amen. Amen. Number four. Never call yourself names. Okay? Don't ever call yourself names. All right? So, again, don't ever call yourself names. No. You're good. (laughs) Amen. You know, again, like things like I'm stupid, I'm a failure, I'm no good. No, don't use that kind of stuff. You know, I'm a child of the Lord. I'm too ugly. No, you're not. You're beautiful in his eyes. You know, don't don't say you're ugly. Oh, you just don't understand. Yes, I do. Been there. Got a couple of t-shirts. Amen. Second Corinthians 13, 5 and 6 says, Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Don't you know that Christ is in you except you be a reprobate, right? But you got to realize you're not worthless. Amen. You are not worthless. 
You're valuable to God. That's why you've got to love you. You've got to really understand how much God loves you and how much you've got to love yourself. I love me. You know? And, and I think one of the reasons sometimes people take their life is because they don't realize, you know, how much God loves them. You know? God so loved the world that he gave. We, Yes, sir. <laughs> That's good. That's right. You should. That's right. We, you got to love you. Amen. You have to love you. is is very important. You you you're not worthless. You're not useless. God chose you for a purpose. He knows how valuable you are. That's why Satan wants you to do this stuff because he knows how valuable you are to God. See? And so you have to love you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So the first step, you got to realize how much Jesus really loved you. Amen. 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 Kind of like your mother used to always say, somebody said, I love you. She says, more. Yeah. She used to always say that. I love you more. Yeah. Huh? That's right. That's right. That's right. He knows. He knows how valuable you are to God. Amen. So. Amen. 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 We're valuable. Just because you made some bad choices and bad decisions in life, you know, doesn't mean you need to end your life. You still got to love you. See? You know, I, I, I look at every bad choice I make or every bad decision. Okay, what do I need to correct and what, do, what is God trying to show me in this and go forth? You know, I've got to make myself some goals and, and, and visions of what I want to become in life. I ask kids all the time when I'm out and about and stuff and some of these guys I see on the streets and, and I'm talking to them, I say, tell me what you want to be when you grow up. They don't have a clue. I don't know. I says, what grade are you in? I'm a sophomore or, or I'm a junior. I'm a senior. I says, and you don't know what you want to be in life? You know? We should know what we want to become. If the Lord tarries, what did I want to become? You know? I, I walk around, I tell people all the time, 85, you know what I'm going to say? Give me my mountain. I'm just like Caleb. 85 years old. Give me my mountain. Amen. I'm pressing towards my mountain. You know? So I'm going higher. You know? I don't plan on missing the mark. (laughs) You know? So I got to love me. I'm not going to do anything to destroy me or to hurt me or do wrong about me. And I think this is the key to, to try to get people to to stop committing suicide and stuff is to realize the value that God loves them and also the fact that the matter is how they can learn how to love themselves. See? Because that's the thing. Because it goes back to what I was, I was saying earlier. If, if you take the world and all the negative that the world pound you with 
and nobody shows you how to overcome these things, it will build up on you. But when you realize that as a newborn begin believer in Christ Jesus and the value that God has for you and what God desires to do for you, you know, you can be overcomer and live with joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can be in the witness for God. You know, I got a lot of guys that are, are friends that, that will tell you their life story of where God has brought them from. You know, I, I know guys that had thought about committing suicide and stuff, and they will tell you today, thank God for their overcoming power that somebody came and shared with them the gospel which brought them the understanding and the value of how much God really did over, love them and, and what God did in their lives after they was filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, you know there's, there's a lot of young men that as ministers today that I know that felt like their lives was, was at a dead end because of the home they had been brought up in and stuff. But then all of a sudden someone shared the gospel with them and they understood that God loved them and how valuable they were to God. And as a result, they got to studying and they got involved in the church and now they're preaching the gospel and they understand, hey, thank God for his grace and mercy and love that somebody showed them the right way. Amen. So just because you made some bad choices in life, just because your home life may not have been like everybody else's home life, you know, you still are valuable to God. You still are important to God. And you have to love yourself and not complain and murmur and bicker, but encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what David did. He said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And you got to do that, you know. Is, is build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Get into a higher plane as we sung Sunday. Lord, lift me up and plant my feet on higher ground. we got to get higher in this thing. Read the Word. Study the Word. Apply the Word. You know, see yourself as what God is doing and where God is taking you. And you can see, yes, I love me. Amen. I take care of me. I enjoy me. I'm pretty good, you know. Because I love me. I really do. I love me. You might not love me, but I love me. <laughs> and that's the way you got to have it. That's the way you got to see it. You know? And no man ever hated his own body. That's, and that's what the scripture said. No man ever hated his own self. You know? So I take care of me. I, I You know, I... I because I love me. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I, I really, I love me, you know. And I have fun because I love me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> See, I love me because I belong to him, right? We're going to get there. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, it, you know, Nancy Reagan says, just say no, right? See? So part of knowing you and loving you is to not do things that's going to destroy you. You know, I did a lot of foolish things in my life when I was a teenager and growing up. Oh, God saved me. But do you know something? I, 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 I sit around now a lot of times and I get a chance when I'm studying to, to meditate on the scriptures and think about God's goodness. 
And, you know, all the foolish stuff I did from drinking alcohol to smoking marijuana to smoking hash to, you know, all the foolishness and all that. You know, two things God would never let me do. And I, and I never figured out what it was. And I was around people that was doing it all the time. Number one, he never let me shoot up with needles in my arms drugs. And I was with guys all the time. I, I mean, guys were in Vietnam... Guys would be sitting on my bunk shooting up. And I had every opportunity to do it. But God never would let me do it. Uh, and the second one, he would never let me get a tattoo. You know, I don't know why. I, I never had, I don't know why God never, because I was always with guys doing this stuff. My friends was always doing it. And we was doing crazy stuff together all the time. But those two things he never let me do for some reason. And I don't, and I, and I don't know why. You know, you would think if you're there and everybody else is doing it and it's free and you can do it. You know, young and dumb back in those days. You know, you know, you smoke so much dope, you know, and everything, but. You know, but those two things he would not let me do. And I don't know why. You know? And so I guess maybe he was saying, I love you too much to do that. You know, I'll let you do some of this other foolish stuff. We we can correct that. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, but but I love me. Amen. Maybe that's why. You know, I, I really did. I mean, I really do love me. Amen. So, but I, I don't know why God would not let me do that kind of stuff. How did I get on that? I don't know. But anyhow, but I love me. Amen. So number one, 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes. Amen. Number one. Amen. On your papers. Amen. I love myself, right? Number one, separate yourself from anything and anyone that may try to deceive you and draw you away from God. This is, again, you know, what Nancy Reagan, you know, you've got to be willing to say no because you love you. If you know you're led by the Spirit of God, you're not going to allow people that are in the world or anybody else to lead you to do what is wrong. Amen. Because you're led by the Spirit of God. Now, if anybody in the church is trying to get you to do wrong, rest assured they're on their way to backslide. Okay. And so the Bible says in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 1, I think it's verse... Seven, I might be chapter. I think it might be verse seven. My son, if what sinners entice thee, consent thou not. You know, if they say, "Come on, let's go," say no. Okay, so if sinners entice thee, consent not. In other words, don't give in to it. I love me, because sinners are going to do what? <laughs> they're going to sin, and they're going to lead you to do more sin, right? So, so I have to be the stronger one. Amen. So if they, can, if they ask you, say no, 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 no. Don't let them lead you wrong. You lead them the right way. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. You've got the spirit. You're the one that's been born again. The Holy Ghost in you is the most to make you make right choices and right decisions. You do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit of promise, which you are sealed by to the day of redemption. Amen. So don't let them lead you wrong. You lead them right. Take a stand. And you did all you can do to stand? Stand. Amen. 
Amen. First John 3, 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Amen. So don't let nobody deceive you. You do right, you're righteous. You're doing what is right. Don't let anybody deceive you in that regard. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5, verse 6. Amen. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Amen. So the anger of God will come upon them. Verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a fallen away first and that man or sins be revealed the son of prediction. Amen. 1 Corinthians 3.18 Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. So look at all those scriptures telling you let no man deceive you. So separate yourself from anyone that is trying to lead you astray. Why? Because I love me. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to let you lead me to wrong to do wrong. That's going to cause me trouble. Cause me harm. Cause me to be a bad example of Christ. If I'm a Christian, I'm called to be a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. I'm called to be the salt of the earth. To, to change. Amen. i got to love me. Amen. Praise God. Jesus tells us in Revelation 3.11, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Don't let anybody steal your crown. Amen. Hold on to what you got. Keep the truth. Hide it in your heart. Believe in the power, amen, of God. If you love God, then you love you. Nurture your life. Care for it. Improve it. Make it better through the word of God. You know, that's why James says in James 1, if you continue in the perfect law of liberty and you be not a forgetful here but a doer of the word, your deeds will be blessed. Everything you do will be blessed. Do you love you? If you do, separate yourself. Amen. Put off the old guy. Put on the new guy. New woman, new guy. Amen. Separate yourself for the must master's use. Amen. Love you. Amen. Number two. Believe in the power of godliness. Believe in the power of godliness, okay? Believe in the power of holiness. Believe in the power of separation. Okay, you know, Moses and Exodus, I think, is either, what is it, 25, 35, 28. Exodus 28, 36. When God was giving instruction to Moses to, to, to make Aaron's garments, what did he say? Stamp the breastplate of what? Holiness to the Lord. Amen. Holiness to the Lord. In other words, I'm separated to God. See? That's all holiness is. Is you're separated. You're set apart for God. That's what it is. It ain't what you wear. It's who you are. And who you are is what you wear. You hear me say that all the time. You know? You're separated for God. You you want to be used by God. This is why you got to love you. You know, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. You're not your own. 
You're brought with a price. You are to be beautiful. You are to look good for God. Amen. And most people that love themselves, they just look pretty good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know when, you, when you speak good of yourself, you build yourself up. You know, there's nothing, you know, modesty is, is, is not prideful. Okay? When you, when you look good, you know, you should be able to look in the mirror and say, you know, yeah, I look pretty good today. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm representing Christ today. I look good. Now, I know you go outside and you might work and dig in the ditch or whatever. But, you know, there comes a time, even in that atmosphere, even, 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 if, you, even if you are digging a ditch, you know, your attitude about digging a ditch and the work you're doing is still going to reflect your modesty and beauty, beauty to God. People are going to recognize there's something different about you. But if you're digging a ditch and you're complaining, you're murmuring and you're bickering, guarantee you, all people seeing is ugly. You know, they, they, they don't see you love yourself. See? But if you are encouraging and edifying and lifting up and building up, and no matter how big the ditch is and no matter how tough the job is, is your attitude behind it that reflects the beauty of Christ in your life. Jesus said, let your light shine so men can see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, the same way in your, in your home. You know, if you love you, you're going to take care of the stuff God has given you. You know, over is required of a steward that a man be what? Faithful. You got to be faithful to you. You got to be dependable to you. Can God depend upon you? Amen. Be separated. This is, this is what God wants us. We are to have that breastplate of righteousness stamped on us, which means separated unto the Lord, doing what is right. You know, this is God's. This is God's temple. God lives here. So I love me because he loved me. I'm separated unto him. Amen. Praise God. I don't care, you know, sometimes people think they have to, to change God's temple. You know, no. You don't have to paint yourself up. You don't have to buy all the jewelry and all that stuff to try to paint you and do you and change you. Let God love you, love you, protect you, look good for Christ. This is what it's all about, brothers and sisters. Not the world way. Not the way the world is trying to say you look good. You, that, that'll never work. You will never be content. That's right, because they're going to always try to be more and more and more. You know, I, I, used, to, I used to see Tammy Faye Baker, you know, and I used to just feel so sad, you know, because here's a lady that was supposed to have the truth, but yet she was just letting the world pound her constantly, 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 you know. And, you know, so you've you got to be careful, you know, so don't let yourself be drawn into that trap. You know, let God make you beautiful the way that he wants to make you beautiful. Amen.
The temple is to be a living sacrifice without spot and without blemish. Let God prepare you. Let Him use you. Love you. Okay? Love you. You know? I don't care what you do. I'm still going to love you. There's no doubt about that. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to always love you. But I guarantee you a lot of times the enemy ain't going to let you love me. Okay? So you have to realize that you got to love yourself so that you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? Let God love you. Paul told the church in 1 Timothy 6, 6, he says, but godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. Amen. Content. Okay? If I love me, I got to be content. See? I have to learn how to what? Wait on God. Isn't it amazing how many scriptures in it? it talks about waiting upon the Lord? You know, learn contentment. You know, that, that, that scripture, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, there's a thing stuck right in the middle called long-suffering. <laughs> contentment. Consistency. It, that, 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 when you look up the Greek, it also means consistency. Being consistent. You know, there, there's a lot of times if you look up, if you, if you get your strong dictionary and concordance out, a lot of times you look up some of these words, you'd be surprised some of the other meanings that come along with them that expound a lot of other things that you, you may not uh, even have known, you know, and stuff. You know, so, but yeah. So you have to look up this stuff. So, so godliness, separation to, under God and being content with who you are and what you have, you know, because you're waiting on God. He knows the things we have need of before we're ever asked to him. And so and as a result, he will provide those things that we have need of. As Paul says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so we have to add godliness to our lives. First Peter, Second Peter 1. Amen. We want to add godliness to our lives. Number three. Number three. Be controlled by the laws of love. Amen. Be controlled by the laws of love. What's the laws of love? Love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. So if you love God and you love your neighbor, why are you going to leave yourself out? <laughs> Don't, you know, you've got to love you. So be controlled by the laws of love. If you love God, love your neighbor, you've got to love you. Because if you don't love you, you ain't going to love God. You ain't going to love your neighbor. It starts with you. How much you love you will determine how much you love God and how much you love others. See? But when you realize that God loved you, then I'm going to love him back. It's a relationship between Christ and the church, and we are the church. He loves me. I love him. You know? I love my neighbor. My neighbor loved me. And I love me. And I me love me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Think about it. Amen. We have to be controlled about the laws of love. 
1 John 4.11 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. We must let God's love control and lead us. Amen. When we are controlled by his love for us and our love for others, we are practicing self-love. We must love ourselves not in a prideful way, but in a spirit of meekness. We must never let what others do or say cause us to lose our love for God or them. Because if we lose our love for others in God, we might as well lose the love for ourselves because there's no way we can make it to heaven. If I don't love me, love God, and love others, I never make it. Amen. I got to, I got to love me. I, I am very special and very important to God. Amen. Jude tells us this way in Jude uh, verse 20 and 21. says, But you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Amen. We're going to a better place. We're going to a better place. <laughs> and that's why i got to love me. Amen. Amen. And I got to love God and I got to love my neighbor as myself. Amen. We can only love others based on how much we love God and ourselves. Paul said that love worketh no ill to his neighbor. When we love God, we do not pester or injure others, nor do we do wicked and evil things towards others. The same way we love ourselves is the same way that we love others. Paul says that love does not behave itself unseemly. Love acts appropriate. I don't think you got number six on your paper. I got it. I'm sorry. Love acts, love acts appropriately with good manners. It respects others. If one hates himself, he will display that hate towards others. But the Christian soldier who loves their master will love others also. As Jesus told Nicodemus, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And John tells us that we are to love one another. Amen. And God displayed agape love for us first. And now, because we have freely received his love, we must freely give it to others. When we obey God's word, we will display the kind of love that he asks of us. Do you love you? Amen. And I love you too. Praise God.